Hey guys, it's Andrew Bucklow here. Just a heads up that I've got COVID at the moment, so here to run us through the rest of the episode is news.com.au's Harim Khan. The 21st of March 2022. Without a doubt, one of our favourites is Hugh Sheridan. Fire around on from news.com.au I've got news for you. Before Bucky lost his voice completely, he caught up with Hugh Sheridan, the Aussie actor and singer who's had an incredibly tough 12 months. They lost their lead role in Hedwig and the Angry Inch after protests from some members of the trans community. They broke up with their fiancé and they also lost several loved ones, including their dad. Bucky spoke to Hugh Sheridan after their run at the Adelaide Fringe Festival came to an end and they touched on all of those tough times and revealed that they've come up with a unique way to stay in touch with those who have died. That sounds weird, but it actually is very cathartic and very real and really makes you know that they're there. We'll get started in just a moment. Hugh Sheridan, thank you so much for coming on I've Got News For You. My pleasure. Now, I went and saw your show My Way at the Adelaide Fringe Festival the other night. It was absolutely amazing. So many great songs and such a deeply personal show. For those at home, why don't you tell them what My Way is all about? Well, My Way is just sort of like a, I guess it's, it's sort of a retrospective of the last 13 months of my life from uh, arriving back into Australia, getting COVID, getting... I mean, what happened next? The trans sort of cancellation, then sort of getting engaged, that falling over, that dying, a few other friends dying. And, um, yeah, it's but it's in a fun way. It's like I'm trying to turn a bad year into art, which is hard. You mentioned there that you've lost some loved ones over the past year. Uh, you said something on stage that you've come up with an interesting way of keeping in touch with them. What can you tell me about that? Well, it's sort of like a weird thing to do, but basically I put my phone on shuffle, like so you just take Apple Music or your whatever whatever thing that you do, and you just push shuffle, but you ask them to DJ for you. So I, I do that. I basically got the whole playlist for my own show by asking people to DJ for me that have died. And that sounds weird, but it actually is very cathartic and very real and sort of really makes you know that they're there. I mean, the first time that I asked my dad to play for me, he played Dance with My Father again, which is a song that I didn't even know by Luther Vandross. And uh, so that's why I put it into the show. But that was the first song that he played when I said, Dad, can you just play me a song? And I just put my phone on shuffle, could have played anything, not from my library, but anything on Apple Music and uh, have played that. God, how did that make you feel? Well, I mean, I howled crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I felt very much that he was with me and um, I thought that that was a sign that he was there. But also every song that, I mean, it, now I do it all the time. Sometimes they make me laugh, sometimes they make me cry and then they make you laugh again. But it's good because it's I my conversations with my dad were always through music anyway. We always performed together since I was a little boy. But uh, it just seemed an appropriate way to communicate. But then, like I said, I sort of lost uh, two other, three other best friends in the same year. So um, losing four in one year, you can you get a whole array of DJs. Mm. <laughs> 
Well, let's move on to a happier topic, okay? Um, one thing that we all know about you is that you're great friends with Rebel Wilson. Now, you recently went away for her birthday. She took you and a few others on a private jet to Cabo in Mexico. I mean, unreal. Um, can you oh, tell gosh. me a funny story from that trip? Uh, <laughs> there were a lot. There were a lot of funny <laughs> stories. But, um, I mean, I want to keep it fun, but it, it was a weird uh, timed trip because um, one of our friends that was there was from Ukraine and obviously the wars um, sparking up around then. Mm. But the the truth is we, we just had to have fun. I've, I've missed her birthday probably three times now. And um, I actually know that was the first birthday in 10 years that I could be there for. And I actually missed her proper birthday. But we went away specifically because it's just been too long and um, we just wanted to have fun. So the hotel planned a party for her and I didn't really know what it was going to entail, but I knew that it was a surprise. (laughs) And basically they had everything from a piñata, which I smashed the hell out of, (laughs) and fireworks and everything. They did a fiesta like you've never seen. And we couldn't believe it. Like, it actually blew me away that I had to... I knew that I had to get her out of the hotel and then back at a certain time, but I really had no idea what they planned. And it was just... It was like our wedding. We kept saying, (laughs) it's like we're getting married. Um, You spend a fair bit of time with Rebel. Is that over in LA? Do you live over there for part of the year? Yeah, I live in Los Angeles, yeah. And so when you're over there, are you auditioning for roles or are you performing? What's your main focus when you're there? Usually just music. Um, Most of my focus over there is music and just production. I'm curating an art exhibition at the moment and um, trying to light up the Hollywood sign, which is a completely different thing. I get myself into lots of trouble while I'm there, like, when I say trouble, I mean I create more work for myself <laughs> that I really don't need, but uh, somehow I just managed to do it. So I'm working with a few artists at the moment doing an exhibition on um, living legends of Hollywood, including Quincy Jones and Barbara Streisand and Liza Minnelli, all people that I've worked with. And oh, wow. basically the idea is to celebrate people while they're here and also just to honour the fact that they made Hollywood, Hollywood. So, Hugh, would you say that music is more your passion, more your focus than acting now? Because, you know, you're in the Pact of the Rafters reboot, but is that just kind of a side gig? No, well, I mean, they were always hand in hand. It's just sort of that Australia's been slower at uh, understanding that you can sing and act at Mm. the same time. That's why I moved to... Los Angeles because no one had any preconceived ideas of me and I could work my way up as a singer, as a jazz singer or as a songwriter in Los Angeles and no one knew who I was. No one thought of me as being an actor from Pack to the Rafters. So I did that and it's worked really well and now I'm, I've written and I'm directing my first movie at the end of this year mm-hmm. in um, Melbourne and Sydney and it's a it's sort of a semi-autobiographical story about a boy that gets into a ballet school in Melbourne and moves there from Adelaide. So, so I'm just, you know, I do whatever I can. In just a moment, Hugh will reveal the famous person they're desperate to meet. 
And trust me, the answer will surprise you. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Every time we have a person of interest here on I've Got News For You, we ask them the same final five questions. The first one for you, Hugh, what's something not many people know about you? Then I'm getting my pilot's licence. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's been, in the, it's been a long time coming because I paid for it before COVID and you have to be in Los Angeles for 10 weeks running. If you want to do it properly, you have to sort of just be there for the full 10 weeks and commit full 10 weeks to becoming a pilot you've got to get the hours up oh there you go you can fly rebels private jet in the future um all right next question what profession other than your own and we'll classify your own as just being in the entertainment industry would you like to attempt uh well is stripping still part of the entertainment (laughs) (laughs) um no um i would like to do more humanitarian work yeah right and i'm looking into that actually I know that you've met so many famous people. Uh, you mentioned Liza Minnelli there, Quincy Jones, but who's someone that you'd love to meet that you haven't yet and why? Mm, that's a good question. I think uh, I would like to meet Pope Francis. <laughs> wow. I was not expecting you to say that. I would really like to meet him. I've seen him. I've seen him in real life. I went to the Vatican to see him, but I would really like to meet him in real life because I think he's a wonderful humanitarian. I think he, when I look to the leaders of the world right now, he's one of the few. I mean, you're really in trouble when the Pope and the Queen look like the two most sane leaders of <laughs> The world, like, I mean, that's that's really not their job. But in this case, it is. Question number four, your favourite film of all time and why? Oh, look, I think my favourite movie of all time is The Producers, mm-hmm. uh, the original one. Uh, my uncle introduced me to that one, uh, Gene Wilder, Zero Mustel, Mel Brooks' first film. Mel Brooks made that movie and very famously uh, Peter Sellers uh, saw the film and by accident, and then took a full-page ad out in the newspaper saying, you've got to go and see this film. The film was a flop before he did that, and that started Mel Brooks' career, and I just think it's comedy genius. To think that they made that film so close to after World War II, I mean, that was pretty raw, and stands up. Final question for you, Hugh Sheridan. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Never judge anyone unless you've walked in their shoes. Mm. My grandfather always said that. And I, it took me years till I realised that actually that just means that you can't judge anyone. Yeah. You can't judge anyone because how could you know what it's like to walk in anyone's shoes? And it's helped me forgive a lot of people, even people in my family or things that have happened to me that I didn't understand growing up or or even even today, 
I don't know what it's like to be you, and you don't know what it's like to be me. So I won't ever judge anyone. It's a really good way to action forgiveness. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening to today's episode of I've Got News For You. We'll catch you again tomorrow. Search for I've Got News For You wherever you get your podcasts.